This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. It's Cats at Night on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Breaking news, WABC. With us today is uh, former Assistant Secretary uh, of the Air Force, West Point uh, 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 graduate, uh, Ty McCoy. Ty, what the heck is going on up in Alaska? Well, Katz and uh, David, Richard, and Dominic, I think that uh, the U.S. is taking so much uh, bad publicity for uh, not taking out uh, this balloon across the U.S., uh, as others had had. Uh, before and many other countries that uh, some action was taken to bring it down uh, despite uh, uh, desiring not to further aggravate the situation. But I think that uh, the American side has looked at what's happened and realized that well, the, Congress uh, voted against Biden uh, for not taking it down 419 to zero. I couldn't believe the uh, the vote. Well, it, it's unbelievable, and I think what it is is that the this has backfired very badly on the Chinese, who have been busy sending spy satellites, extorting Chinese students, putting CCP, Chinese police stations, sending in fentanyl, seizing the South China Sea, engaging in many things, including a failure to restrain the North Korean nuclear program, and uh, sending money to the Biden Center, and many other things. But I think that the balloon uh, crystallized for everybody in their mind the uh, really deep and aggressive intent and the very powerful forces behind the Chinese aggressiveness. And it wakes everybody up as to, uh, as the Japanese said, after they attacked Pearl Harbor, uh, Admiral Yamamoto, uh, you have awakened the sleeping dragon and you will regret it. And they they, they woke uh, us and they regretted it. That's right. That's right. They, they did the same thing. This certainly was not Pearl Harbor or a 9-11 attack or attack uh, on Poland by the Germans or uh, the, even a, an attack like the Russians on Kiev. But it, it crystallized in a lot of people's minds who had not been awake to many of the things that the Chinese government has been doing and planning to do, has a tremendous amount of money and, and talent and people, very smart people. And, of course, most of the Chinese people are wonderful and they're great friends and they would like to have the kind of freedoms and the kind of uh, human treatment uh, that we get. But the people that run China are a very harsh, aggressive uh, group of people uh, to their own people, to other people that they conquer, uh, the way they treat people. And uh, balloons are just one of the many spheres. And, and this was just the, the Alaska situation. It was another balloon because nobody confirmed yet it was a balloon, but that's what you've heard from your sources. Yes, it was about 40,000 feet. It was lower level. Uh, it could have been uh, some something that uh, was mistaken. You know, you have people, including uh, drug runners, you have people using uh, balloons for, for weather, for agriculture, for chasing fish, uh, and and so forth. So it may have been that uh, this was uh, not, a, not a Chinese balloon. It could have been a more innocent balloon, but nobody uh, at this point, uh, other than making sure it was unmanned, wanted to, to take a chance. And so they, they uh, took it out. And I think there's going to be a lot more scrutiny and a lot more alerting as to things that are in our airspace. Because as we know, uh, the Chinese have tremendous capabilities now, which they didn't used to have, 
and their spy satellites. They also have uh, cameras on passenger planes. They can fly over critical sites using chartered jets. They can use all of their drones that they manufacture and sell to collect intelligence. So in a way, it's a little bit crazy that they continued this balloon program. And so you have to ask, why did they do it? And part of it goes to just normal bureaucracy is they had a balloon program. Uh, people were getting paid. People were flying balloons. They were collecting intelligence and all those people didn't particularly want to go out of business and out of work when all these other means of gathering intelligence were uh, added to the pile. So they just kept going. And I think they miscalculated badly and uh, and so forth. But the, the Chinese have a, a great uh, history. Uh, they use balloons uh, uh, and lanterns in the, the uh, 11th and 12th century. The Mongols used balloons uh, for uh, navigation and signaling in their attack on Poland in 1241. So balloons have been uh, used when they can and as they can. And in the modern era, they, era, they started using them in the, the late 1700s and 1800s for battlefield surveillance. So balloons are quite a, have quite a history. And they have a place, and they are in, in an area between, you know, uh, 60 and 100,000 feet that are a lot of people classify as near space. It's not considered, you know, air, airspace. It is sort of airspace, and it's not space. It's sort of a, an area that people are more and more defining as near space. And, of course, there's competition and a certain amount of lack of regulation and a lack of laws and a lack of uh, questions on sovereignty in that near space area over different countries. And so that has been an area that is kind of a gray zone and the Chinese have been operating in it. Uh, we were actually attacked in the United States in World War II by the Japanese who sent uh, incendiary balloons uh, from uh, Japan uh, and some ships, I guess, into the United States uh, to set fires after the Doolittle raid on Tokyo. And the, and the balloons didn't do much good in uh, and, and landing trying to start fires in the United States because it was a very wet year. Uh, but one family did stumble across in Oregon a, a balloon that had uh, pyrotechnics, and it exploded and killed them, as recorded, uh, that there was an attack and there were uh, those casualties back as far as uh, World War II. Uh, ourselves, on our side, in uh, the era, era around 1956, before we had developed a very good cameras and spy satellites, we launched about 450 balloons uh, over Russia and China for photographic uh, collection and intelligence services. So balloons uh, come, come and go. Have been used uh, very often, and we don't. And we didn't. I guess it, it reality finally hits, and uh, now we know uh, it, it's happening more than we know. Yeah, they're not just building, you know, new islands and, and reefs in the South China Sea. They're they're sort of trying to build floating islands. Uh, if you would, uh, in certain imaginary ways, uh, in in, uh, in space over our head. And, of course, we have a great uh, space race on uh, now, more with the Chinese than we did uh, with the uh, Russians or the Soviets. And, understand. Uh, Ch- Judge Weinberg, you, you had a question? Ty, it's, uh, it's Richard Weinberg. The, yes, sir. The interesting thing I saw the other day, they've been doing this at least since 2018 in other countries, for example, Vietnam, the Philippines, Japan, India. Uh, so they're using this in a comprehensive way. It's not just us. They're really trying with their drive for hegemony over that area of the world. They're moving there as well. And yet you've heard yeah. nothing about that up until this recent yeah. report. 
No, it's interesting. It's it's like a, a, a well kept secret that's really not a secret. Uh, you know, people have known about it. The the air forces, the Allied air forces in different countries, uh, people have, have seen this, and I think a lot of people have sort of. Um, uh, shrugged their shoulders a little bit in some of the countries because they said, well, uh, the, the Russians, the Americans, the Chinese, and, and some other countries have satellites up there uh, looking down on us, so why worry about the balloons unless they, they, they start landing and dropping explosives on us? So there's been a little bit of a, uh, you know, a carelessness or incaution, if you would. So, uh, but now I think we we see that even the the, the refinement of sensors that can be hung from a balloon can give additional clarity and persistence and uh, updating uh, to uh, intelligence forces that are really at the top of their game. Ty McCoy, former Assistant Secretary of the Air Force, thank you so much for coming on, and thank you for uh, your guidance. You're very much welcome. It's great to be with you. You all have a great show. I love listening, and God bless you, and God bless America. God bless you. This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to prioritygold.com.